Hi everybody, it's Cherie, and I'm back with another awesome guest for everybody, our very own stunner, Aubrey Williams. Hello. Yes, here she is. She's back and uh, chatting with me, and um, I thought that her story could be inspirational to all of you um, from kind of how she's evolved in the industry to starting here in Arizona and now um, living in New York as a full-time model and kind of the adventures, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So welcome our newest Polo Ralph Lauren campaign girl. Aubrey! Hello! Hi! Oh my god, I feel like I'm on a show. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're starting talk shows here, you know? Very, very exciting. So before we kind of hopped on, Aubrey was showing me a little bit around her apartment, which is very fun and very, yeah. um, it looks New Yorkish, right? I mean, it's, the fact that- It's a little bit, I feel like it's a little bit more industrial. Outside mm -hmm. my windows are factories. Well, not okay. factories. They're just very old buildings with cranes everywhere and old, old water towers. And it's everything's, everything's brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a sign of the current times. Everyone is yeah. just a little bit brown. So oh, yeah. what's been going on, girl? I mean, you know, I, we had you on... Um, uh, like a FaceTime live early in the quarantine and we chatted and um, you were kind of living your best life in Antigua and oh, yeah. got stuck Jesus. basically there when um, the quarantine hit and uh, gosh that was like six months ago and my goodness what I, I know six months this is thing oh my right? gosh so like I haven't even this. realized I mean a half of a year of this that we have been going through all of this. And uh, so you and I have had several discussions, but, um, you know, the whole COVID um, just uh, pandemic has just, it's been trying, I mean, on everybody mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Um, what have you done to stay sane? Well, backtracking a little bit to the trip, the Antigua trip, you... Stay oh, living your best life. I can assure you I was not living my best life. It may have looked it and I may have been talking very highly because I'm a very optimistic person, but inside <laughs> I was dying. I wanted to go home. I was getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. I was with the wrong group of people and I just was stuck. Um, but as soon as I got home, I told myself I'm getting right back on track. I'm going to go to the gym. And then I found out the gym was closed and I was mm -hmm. like, great. What else am I going to do? Oh, I can run outside. So I started running outside. I started doing my at home workouts. I started yeah. meeting new friends that live in my building. We have a fifth floor here. There's a pool, there's a couple grills, there's outside seating, a little bonfire area. And I would just go out there with um, a friend I met who also has a dog at my dog park. And he was like, hey, like, you know, I know a bunch of people in the building and you're not really going anywhere. Why don't you just like hang out with all of us and we can just barbecue and make food. Yeah. So and I... And that's like, um, was that a rooftop area? Mm -hmm. okay. it's, all, it's all outside. So, I mean, I guess I stayed sane by just being around the people in my building because we were all quarantined together. Yeah. And I um, met a boy. <gasps> you met a boy? Yes, I did. A man. Let on the rooftop? Yes. No, actually. Oh. No, not on like, the rooftop. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I wish. No. Same thing, though. He lives in my building. He, um, I was walking back home from Hoboken from, like, I don't know, a run or a walk with my friends and my friend Tom was like, Hey, Rafi, he was on his bike. Hey man, what's up? They just start talking like guys and they, we end up walking away and my friend Tom's like, so what do you think of him? I was like, I don't know. I literally met him and said, hi, my name is Aubrey. And we walked hey, away as he was yeah. <laughs> scooting by. Like, oh, what's your favorite color? Like, what do you do? <laughs> no. Um, and then we, <laughs> we all just hung out more and more and, uh, it eventually, escalated and he asked me out on a date and now he's my boyfriend we have a boyfriend I know. this is new I know. to me on the podcast is, everyone it's very... Aubrey has a boyfriend <laughs> let's tell the world well it's very interesting because people are talking about you know how do you date during you know covid how do you like go out and like get to know somebody my very dear girlfriend as well also met somebody kind of during this time and they have like 
quarantined-ish together, and so it's kind of worked out. I think things go a little bit faster because you're kind of like you have nothing else really to do. So yeah. you're you know you're with them and whatnot. Well, that's exciting. So that is mm-hmm. a positive. Yes, the quarantine uh-huh. day. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, I I mean I'm the queen of fast relationships, but by all means, this relationship has not gone fast at all. Thank God. Okay. But he does live a floor above me. That's good. Which is That's kind okay. of dangerous. Can, that is a little bit dangerous, but you are, I'm going to count on you that you're going to... Oh, I know. Up. She knows. She's like, oh, I know. <laughs> I know what not to do this time. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. darling. Um, tell, tell us about the start of Aubrey Williams becoming a model. <laughs> oh, man. I was just... Um, I made a casting video yesterday actually kind of about this. Uh, it's for Sweaty Betty, an athletic wear company, yes, which is very cute. what I call myself after the gym. I'm like, ew, I'm so Sweaty Betty right now. Exactly. So I was like, this is perfect. But um, I was an athlete for eight years and stopped Volleyball. Playing. I feel like I always have to add that. I was an athlete. Just so people know. Like, listen, I ain't that little model with this beautiful physique. I'm an athletic woman and I will always be an athletic woman. And it's okay for other athletic women to be like, oh, you know what? She's a model. That's a- that's awesome. She's not like a regular model. But anyway, I was, <laughs> I don't know what, where I'm going with that. <laughs> but you play um, volleyball. And so I would say from my end of the industry, when it comes to body types, most of the time volleyball players are thick. And mm-hmm. they've got booties and legs and like shoulders and like, you know, they're, you're like, you're an athlete. Exactly yeah. right. So it's very different than skinny mini. We've got yeah. sweaty Betty and we have skinny mini. Okay. <laughs> and both can be the same. Uh-huh. Skinny minis can be sweaty Bettys. No, but mm-hmm. I started waitressing after I stopped playing volleyball and uh, this woman came in and was like, hey, I know the director and owner of Ford Robert Black. I know she would sign you. You need to go to an open call. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I guess I've tried before. I was in, I was playing volleyball. I'm not sure, but you know what? I'll just do it. So I went in and you guys signed me uh, about a month or and a half later. And I was literally ecstatic because I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. At this point, I had finished my associate's degree and I was like, I don't even know what to do with this degree. What am I going to do? So when you guys signed me, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go for the ride. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where this takes me. And started working in Arizona a bit, um, which is crazy to think about now, like where, and I hate to talk about rates, but like seriously, where, where, what I was making as a waitress oh, versus, yeah. versus f- freaking, I worked at Coldstone versus what I was making at Coldstone. Versus what I'm making, you know, in Arizona, and now I'm actually a businesswoman in New York, freaking working on myself, working on my business, my image, my brand, who I am, where I'm going to go, where I'm going to take myself. It's just so crazy that, like, starting there and where I am now is never what I would have thought at the time of being signed. I'm, a, and, oh, I'm like a little, I'm like a little mama looking at you. Well, it's really interesting because I thought about this this morning and. It was uh, three or four years, well, I'm trying to think, three or four years ago, we were having a party for Matt, who works in our office. It was his like 20th anniversary with our company. I, am, I think mm-hmm. you probably remember this. And we had it at the um, Saguaro Hotel here in town. And so yeah. we invited clients and people and whatever, and you yes. were very new. And I remember, I was like, oh, yep, here she comes. She's going to be part of the group. We had everybody wearing our little like logo tank yes. tops and whatnot. Yes, we all got to cut them into whatever we <laughs> wanted them to be. <laughs> so you came up to me, I remember, and I was like, there were so many things going on trying to make sure the clients were there and people and we were trying to surprise Matt and you came like up from behind and you were like, Sheree, who do I need to go up and meet and interview? Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, this girl. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this girl, she gets it. Because it wasn't about like, oh, who's going to come and find me? You're like, no, no, I'm going to go and introduce myself to these people, mm-hmm. which is a ballsy move. You're brand new, but it was like, okay. And I'm like, you need to go and meet this person and this person and this person. And you went. Yeah. And I will say that your personality above your beyond gorgeous looks, it's going to, that's going to carry you throughout this industry. 
you yeah, know, and that I, was from I, day one. That was innate. That wasn't like taught because I was like, oh boy, here she goes. I was like, watching yeah. you. I was like, there she goes. She's going to talk I feel to like people. I was like a social butterfly that night. I remember I grabbed Savannah mm-hmm. and I was like, Savannah, me and you are a team. We're going to go and we're just going to talk. Let's find whoever looks interesting. And if they don't look interesting, let's talk to them too. And we just went and we went and talked and talked. And then we ended up dancing all night. I remember we were dancing with Charles and Kendall and right. freaking, we were just having a ball, just a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Was- really fun. And, and that was literally for me, I was like, okay, because, you know, we talk to people all the time who are like, you know, I want to be in the industry and how can I make it and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yes, looks and body and timing and all of these things are, are part of it. But moreover today, you have to have something to say. You have to have a personality. Mm-hmm. You have to have um, something that makes people remember you. Because yeah. there, I mean, and you know that now being in like the epitome of New York in like the capital of our industry, um, it is damn competitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, you have to find kind of your niche. But I don't think anyone ever said that uh, you were shy or didn't have a personality. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because I'm taking um, master class with Judd Apatow. And he, in the beginning of the class, one of the first three videos, he talks about how he, you know, met this comedian and they were talking about their skits. And, you know, he asked the comedian, you know, what do you, what's your opening line? And the comedian goes, you know, I was thinking about this cartoon once where this guy caught a bullet in his mouth and I couldn't remember what the, what the character's cartoon's name was. And Judd, Judd Apatow was like, okay, so you basically have to make people remember your name. What you want to introduce yourself as, okay, cool, as long as it works, as long as they remember who you are. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's all that matters. Yeah, and absolutely. And oh, that damn, is okay. just what Miss Aubrey did because I feel like, I don't know, it was maybe a month and a half, maybe six weeks, two months, and we had a scout come in from LA Models. Oh, Korea. Yeah, and she was like, I love this girl and I need this girl. And she and I went to dinner afterwards, you know, and the whole time she's like, what about this girl? And I'm like, well, I mean, she probably saw, you know, 20 girls. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. we just signed Aubrey. She has no idea about the business. She hasn't even worked with us. We have no track record. We have like, you know, and she's like, no, no, I'm going to sign her. I'm like, okay, well, just just hang on for a minute. Because as we talked, remember, I was like, I'm trying to like, Make sure that you a little understand and have a little bit of a foundation before you go jetting off and like run off to L.A. And you and I got on the airplane and we went over to California. (laughs) It was very fun. Oh, my God. And we walked into L.A. Models and I said, I think that, you know, you need to go over there and see the office and meet everybody and see like, okay, this is one step from from Arizona to LA. Like, okay, that's like the next step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you had maybe had a couple of test shoots that you had done here, and that was really it. The body was still a little bit of the volleyball girl, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and they were like, nope, we're gonna take this girl. So you and I went over there, and I remember even then you sitting there, and you were like, this says that the contract's for three years, and I only wanna do two years. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> here she goes. I was like, and oh Green's like, I mean, she was like, you know, okay, now this girl's coming back to me. And I was like, here mm-hmm. we go. I'm going to wait and see how this thing plays out. <laughs> Again, you were speaking for up for yourself and what you thought. And granted, super new in the industry and nothing to base any of this out of, whether you knew her or you knew me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were you were being smart about it. Yeah, I was like, three years is a long time. Three years. <laughs> three years. It's like a thousand days, a thousand plus days. How? I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And then you moved to L.A. Yeah, L.A. was tough for me. Um, obviously, the first couple months was amazing. Uh, I made the mistake. I'm not going to lie. I made the mistake. And it was my responsibility to you know, direct the career path that I wanted in the direction I wanted to go. Kind of, you're right. I didn't really know much, but, um, I, the first night actually that we went, I remember Sarah was like, you should go out with the girls from the model apartment, you know, see what it's like, have a good time. That was a mistake. I should have never gone out. Not saying that Sarah 
shouldn't have told me that. I just should have been more responsible because I met a promoter that night and he was like, oh yeah, you can live in my model apartment for free. And I was like, free rent. Okay. I can be responsible. I can work. I can, you know, go to the club. I've never really done this before. And I think that's the mistake a lot of models in the industry make is getting caught up in nightlife. I had never done anything like that before. And I will never, ever recommend a model to hang out with any promoter. I totally understand if you want to go out with your girls. I know this has, I know this is like kind of off topic, but I, no, I but know if you want to like, yeah, like I know if you want to go out with your girls, it's great to know somebody to get into the club, but I can almost guarantee you, you and your girlfriends are going to get into the club without a promoter regardless. Yes. And that is just something I've learned throughout time because I gained weight. I stopped being active. I, you know, was going out and drinking a lot and was hanging out with the wrong people. And I totally was going downhill. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I went into the agency because Kareen and Sarah wanted to talk to me and Katie and they were like, oh, like, Ob's, what's going on? Like, you know, you were doing amazing and you were like going, you know, skyrocketing and all these clients wanted to work with you. And, you know, you've put on a little bit of weight. They're like, they didn't say it in any harsh way. I remember no. I got one voicemail and it really ticked me off. But after that, they didn't really say anything. And I, listen, I am a model. I understand that my weight is a big factor to the clothes that I wear. That's just how it is. That's my job. Just like a guy who works in computer tech needs to work on computer tech and not sleep all day. Me, I need to make sure my skin is up to date. My body is up to date. My mind is up to date. And I was just losing it. And I remember I went into the agency and they were like, Aubrey, just so you know, like a glass of wine is like, it's like you're drinking your calories. And I was like, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> they're I'm like, not drinking, okay? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we never said you were an alcoholic. We just wanted to let you know what the deal was with alcohol and how it still has calories. So if you're eating X amount of calories, if you're eating your calories and you're not burning any and then you're eating more, like it's, 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 math <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like yeah exactly. x amount of calories you eat x amount of calories you burn you have a little extra don't go overboard and i after that i kind of um was like oh okay so maybe i am an alcoholic no i wasn't an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no i was not but let's but talk I, about it i mean you had never i mean you're going out to la all of a sudden you're quote a model and so you mm-hmm. make up your own ideas in your mind about what that mm-hmm. means like oh well mm-hmm. i can go out and i can go to the clubs and these people are gonna buy me free drinks and i'm gonna like live the life and like have this great time and it's like in your mind you're probably like oh my gosh like i've arrived and then this goes on for months and months and yeah. then it's like oh i'm doing this like every night Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I even started paying rent to the promoter because the deal was with the promoter. If you go out three nights a week, you don't need to drink. You don't need to be seen with anybody. You don't need to do anything you don't want to. You just need to stand at the table and look pretty. That's it Mm -hmm. for a couple hours at the club and you can get rent for free. And I was like, Oh, bet. Okay. So took, took that. And then I started working more and I started paying the promoter, uh, rent and realized that that wasn't working because I was paying rent and I still wanted to go out. And then the apartment was always dirty. And then I just got stuck in this hole and I couldn't get myself out of it. And eventually um, I did get out of it. And that's the best part is I got out of it. I started on my new fitness journey. I, you know, started dieting. I was hanging out with the right group of people. I cut so many people off that I knew were just going to bring me down. And that's also a lesson I've learned Um, in the years of modeling, and I'm sure people learn this outside of modeling is like, some people are awesome. Some, some of some friends in the industry, they're awesome, great people. But if they don't benefit you or even your mental state, you have like, sometimes it's okay to cut them off. Like it's okay to stop hanging out with promoters or girls, even that you were super, super close with, but you notice you only were going out with them for gossip or you're only going out with them for, cool pictures. I don't know, whatever the case is. Well, and that's in life too. You know, I mean, people only have so much time. You've only got so many opportunities to connect with people. And like, you know, even more so today, I think you learned that how like precious life is and like how quickly things can change. And so you might as well be spending your time with people you actually like and or care about, you know? Yep. Six months past COVID. That's like six months. What? Like oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, God. But in, in L.A., I mean, we talk about that. I mean, one very interesting time that was, I recall, you had gotten flown to London for a job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this talks about the highs and the lows of the industry. And you got there and we were all like, oh, my gosh, this is like a huge e-com client. They could use you like once a month. They book five days a week. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, this is going to like set forward. And Aubrey had been having fun and got there and you tell the rest. <laughs> oh, God, I bombed it. You were talking about when bad things happened, right? Bad things happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I got to London. I... Were, I was so excited. Because um, this was like the, the first, first international day. job. Yeah. This, I, they were yeah. like, you need to get your passport. This is what yep. you need to do. Here's the links. Take your pictures. We're going to go. Did everything. I was so stoked. And then I got there, worked with the client, thought everything was completely fine. And um, that night, Jackie calls me from LA Models. And she's like, hey, hon, um, I don't know, you know, what's really going on I know what the client told me but I want your side you know she said that the jeans didn't fit you and I was like yeah I tried on a couple pair of jeans for the shoot and they didn't fit me so we just did like dresses and skirts all day she's like okay hon well you know those are the only sizes that they have for the jeans and they're shooting jeans all week so we have to you know we have to cancel you they they don't want to work with you anymore so you know I'm going to talk with the rest of the team and we're going to figure out if you want to come back tomorrow or if you want to stay the rest of the week and if we can get you castings. So I remember I was absolutely devastated. And then um, I got the call. Yeah. And then it was like, the I think call. it went from Jackie. Then it came to me that night and I was like, okay. And so yeah. the five day job, they were like, they're going to pay you for the one that you were there. And mm-hmm. then the other ones. And I think it's an important thing to talk about, you know, really um, in our industry because you you aren't uh, and never will be, you know, a size zero. Um, Absolutely not. And that's even, I think, one of the more amazing things about you and about our industry is because the things that you are doing and accomplishing, um, you know, you, you still do have that strong athletic type body. Thin, Mm -hmm. of course, and definitely Mm -hmm. in shape. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, you know, there's all these talks about, you know, sample sizes and people being able to fit that and not. And Mm -hmm. you made a very good point. I mean, there are, when you show up for a job and they've prepared for the girl who's supposed to be a certain size and she's promoted as a certain size and she shows up as a different size, all the clothes that we have pulled for her, they're not going to fit. We'll just get mm-hmm. new clothes. Yeah, well, we don't have any new clothes because these are actually the only sample sizes that are coming in for right now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that being there that night, you were probably like, oh, my God, okay. It was uh, even harder. I mean, because then you're hard on yourself and you're like, okay, now I've totally blown yeah, I was freaking all alone in my hotel room. Like, what do I do? What have I done? I used to be this size. Now I'm not this size. I don't even, I'm, I, at that time, I wasn't even living in a situation where, like, I didn't even have a gym and I could have gotten a gym membership, but, like, there was just so much stuff going on. And I was like, I just have completely blown this for myself and I need to do better and I need to, you know, get back to where I was mentally beforehand because it's not even, I feel like at that point, when you get to that stage, it's not even, it's not even about your body, it's about your mind. Because mm-hmm. I was at a point in my body where I was perfect, perfect with myself, happy with myself. And I was going to the gym and, you know, I had time for other things and I had time for people and I was making an effort. But I lost it and um, it ruined a, a great job opportunity for me, which is, you know, sad. But things happen for a reason and I'm, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, gloat over it or be sad anymore. I've had that better opportunities come my way and better ones will come. Yeah. Absolutely. And knowing that, you know, I think a lot of times people see like, oh, okay, so, you know, she's had she's had all this great success and this just happened. And it's just like she all of a sudden, you know, started doing all this. And it's important to know that you you've definitely had your own challenges throughout the industry mm-hmm. as well. And For it's sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, you evolved uh continued working in New York, I mean, in LA. And then it was like, okay, well, New York is kind of knocking. And 
one of the things I think is important for, you know, young models or people who are starting in the industry to think about, it's like, well, I want to go to New York. And it's like, okay, well, you need to go to New York either when New York's calling and asking for you or when you are ready to master New York because mm-hmm. it is the epitome of our industry and mm-hmm. it's tough. And it can be really, really great when you're rolling, but when you're not, it can be, it can be tough. Yeah. And I think you made that transition. I mean, you kind of got there. And I remember us having dinner uh, one night in New York and you're like, yeah. I'm vegan and I don't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, this is the new yeah. thing now. I'm like, well, I'm going to have a wine. And so yeah. because I'm not vegan and I'm not not drinking, but I was like, okay, whatever. And, uh, oh you know, I, you had that time, you know, in New York where you're like, okay, I think I can do this. And mm-hmm. your response um, in New York was incredible from the time you got there. Yeah, I just think you def. I think LA um, trained me for New York, even though mm-hmm. LA is not as strict or blunt or crazy as LA. It definitely gave me the thick skin that you need to have in New York. I remember I went. Um, I was, it was one of my first jobs here in New York and the, one of the creative directors or stylists or whoever he was, was having us try us, all the models, try on a couple looks for the shoot the next day. It was a fitting and everybody was just sitting at a table and you know, okay, we have this suit, go try on the suit. No. Okay. Everybody's talking about it. Nitpicking what we like, what we don't like. Well, is it going to go with the makeup? No. Okay. Next one. So the next one was a yellow dress and it was, or an, an orange dress. And it was, it was, a little, it was tight on me. And I was like in my best shape that I think I've been even before I started modeling. I felt great. I wasn't a size zero, like you said. Right. But I felt great and I walk out, I'm feeling good. And one of the creative directors goes, oh, well, this just doesn't look good. And I was like, (gasps) and I knew it wasn't really like towards me, but he even said something like about my weight. And I was like, excuse me, don't say that to me. And then he was like, oh, honey, you're in New York. Get used to it. And I was like, no, I don't have to get used to it. Don't say that to me. And he was kind of just like taken back. Uh And I'm like, yeah, like I am going to speak up. Like I'm not just a freaking hanger. I have a voice. I have an opinion. If you don't like it, when I walk away, then you can talk about how you don't Absolutely. Don't say it out. I mean, whoa. But that's the kind of stuff where like in, in your mind, you said something back obviously, mm-hmm. but others probably would have like run out and it would have like totally destroyed them. And not that oh, that doesn't sure. still sit in your mind today. Oh, I mean, I'm times. talking about it now. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so. I feel like you might've gotten the job though. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh-huh. Well, I had already had the job. It was the fitting and then the shoot was the next day. And I was like, you were going to work here together and get used to, get used to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, it was like, oh dear. <laughs> poor guy. I never saw him again though. <laughs> well, and some, so much of the stuff now, yeah, exactly. So much of the stuff now that you've done has been um, beauty. I mean, talking mm-hmm. about, I mean, some of those very high-end, um, high-level beauty, um, you know, shoots, campaigns, whatever it may be. And obviously, for the people who don't know you, I mean, you do have that, like, very symmetrical, very timeless beauty face. There she is, beautiful. And <laughs> so, I mean, shooting beauty is a lot different than shooting ecom, you know. And some, sure. uh, I think that that's something, you know, when you're when you are in the makeup chair for something like that, and you're literally shot from like shoulders up the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I mean, because you, it's all on your face. Okay, I do have to say, I will choose a beauty shoot over an ecom shoot. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 times. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not appreciative of those e-com shoots. Both are amazing. I get to meet amazing people, creative people. I get to wear cute clothes and, you know, it's cool. But sometimes you're shooting. I mean, I shot over 150 looks one day, but uh-huh. e-com is just a lot. You know what it's I mean? And beauty, mm-hmm. beauty, this is going to make me sound like such a lazy, excuse my language, such a lazy bitch, but. <laughs> Beauty, beauty is hurry up and wait. So you'll be like, okay, you know, call time is 8.15, 7.45, 9 a.m., whatever it is. 
and you're going to get in the makeup chair and you're going to get your hair and makeup done. And then we're going to wait because everybody has to set up and we have to fix the lighting. And okay, can we get you for a test shot? Cool. Can you, can you go sit back on the couch for another hour? And then you're like, oh, okay. And then you're just like chilling. You can, you can bring a board game. You can bring a card game. You can sit on your phone and literally do nothing and become glued to your phone. You can bring a book and read. Whatever it is, you're, you're just, you shoot for five minutes and then you get your face repainted for another hour and you get yeah. your hair redone for another hour. And it's just like, Oh. You're like, oh, this I have arrived. I just get to, I'm like, I just get to talk to people all day. Like, this is uh, cool. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I enjoy it. I oh, I enjoy uh, beauty shoots a lot. It's a lot of time. Yeah, but I mean, it's been like Pat McGrath. It's been Nars. Yeah. It's Shiseido. Lemaire. Lemaire. Yep. Bobby Brown. Yep. Um, Mac. Shoot for Mac a lot. Yep. Who else? Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, those are some oh, I, pretty damn good names, I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. I love working for them. It's fun. It's a great experience. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful and appreciative mm-hmm. of the people that I even get to work with or meet. Yeah. And the, the most, uh, recent and exciting thing, um, obviously was, uh, the polo, um, yes. Ralph Lauren. Uh, campaign coming out and um, I think that it's it's so iconic I mean so many people that I've shown it to or the response you know we've gotten about it from our social media or things people are like that she is that girl that that is her but that is your client you think about that you always think of like the girls that you see in in those campaigns and they are they're women they're like mm-hmm. beautiful, like classic beautied women. They're not like yeah. wafy and weird. And it's always like Americana at its finest. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, finding that out. And I remember, you know, Corey, uh, your agent in, in New York had called me and said, hey, just FYI, like this looks like this is going to happen. And I'm like, eh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like okay, like, what do you mean, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, certainly for models in the industry, you know, landing a a national, like, luxury campaign is pretty high up on the list. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And it validates you. I mean, it's like, okay, this girl has done this. I mean, granted all the other jobs that you've had, but, like, it's almost like the stamp of approval. Like, okay, this girl has, like, made it, essentially. Oh, Frick, yeah, I'm pretty sure the reason why I got on models.com was from that uh-huh. ad. And when I... We were, we when were I, trying when, to get it on there. I'm like, no, 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 no. This girl, she's done some things, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I don't... I mean, I don't I don't even know how I got on there. But if I was recognized for my freaking Ralph Lauren, that's like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about that shoot. Um, because it's... There's uh, some images, obviously, one of you that's like just on the like, of course, like iconic boat you know mm-hmm. and it's you know very nautical theme you with a guy um so mm-hmm. some different things where where was that shot this was shot in tampa florida okay um and i had a fitting a couple days prior to it i was actually on a shoot and they were like hey you're in the same building as polo ralph lauren do you mind going downstairs and you know having a fitting really quick and i was like okay as long as the client's cool with it but we flew down it was at a beautiful hotel that unfortunately I'm terrible with names and can't and won't remember it, but, um, it was a beautiful hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we shot at the beach for the first couple looks and there was about four kids. I think this is how they do it for every shoot, uh, unless it's a supermodel and it needs to be singular, but they had a couple, a couple kids. They had an older couple and then they had the four people we're on my age, two guys, two girls, me and this other girl named Julia, who's gorgeous, a stunning model. Um, but we shot at the beach first. We did some video, which was awesome. They had me do a scene where I was, you know, jumping into the ocean and I got water in my ears and sand in my eyes. And we were just running and walking on the beach, shooting with each other, big family photo. And then we got to go on this sailboat in the harbor and shot there and I I was telling Adam this earlier but we had so many cameras on us like there was probably seven or eight cameras and 
they were just being tossed around like, okay, film's out in this one. Give me the other camera and give me the 780 and, you know, make sure you switch the other film and, oh, okay. And then, you know, all the assistants taking pictures from different angles. And they were like, the whole time, they were like, just act natural. Don't even think that we're here. Just do whatever you're going to do. Have the conversations you're going to have. Act natural. <laughs> here, here's a book. Read the book. How about you lean your head on him and read the book? Oh, and can you can you look at me while you're reading the book, though? And it's just like, it was the coolest thing ever because for the most part, when you're doing e-com or beauty, it's like, okay, tilt your head. Okay, chin down, chin up. Okay, can you turn your body to an angle? Do this, do that. They're like giving you direction on what to do to make sure your body looks good. But, you know, for Polar Off Lauren, it's all about the clothes. So they know you look good in the clothes. That's why they hired you. And they want you to just like act like you're, you know, just have fun while you're on the boat and interact with the people around you. You're not just going to sit on a boat and stare off into the distance all all dreamy and wonder what's going on. No, you're going to interact with the people on the boat. So, you Well, know. and that's it. And that becomes more of like a lifestyle-driven shoot. It's about like the epitome of what you would look like if somebody captured you as your set sail. Exactly. And it was very um, inspiring and motivating knowing that this photographer knew exactly what he was doing. And he is, he, his name is James Harvey Kelly. He's an awesome freaking photographer. And the images did turn out really, really good. But I'm hoping to see more of the images because before COVID, I shot this in about February, January, February, 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 January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were telling me this is going to come out in March. Um, and then COVID hit, lockdown happened. So obviously they um, stopped it or. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was probably slated for like a month or six weeks after you shot it. And then, you know, then we have had lockdown and now it comes out six months later. Because mm-hmm. the, the product we were modeling for was uh, recycled t-shirts, polo t-shirts. They were all mm-hmm. made from recycled plastic. They take plastic from water bottles and they stretch it as far as it can go and then they make it out they make strings out of it and then they sew it and they make clothes out it's the craziest thing they close out of it uh and i also am waiting for those pictures from the the beach shoot that we did come out because they were like you're the all-american girl you're even gonna wear an american flag as a skirt you're like, yes, oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> and a red swimsuit. I was like, am I Baywatch? Yes, Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, I felt cool. So I'm hoping those will come out next year. So I know there was an ad for it, so maybe not. But Polar Off Lauren isn't really about body. So I'm, I'm guessing that was just specifically for an ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you left there, were you like, okay, I've arrived? Mm, as in like, I'm definitely going to be working with them again? Yeah, or like I can check like shooting a campaign off my list, but now I want more. Um, um, you know what? As excited and ecstatic as I was, I definitely was thinking to myself, I could do better. Mm-hmm. I was happy with how the day went, and I w- it was a great experience. And I, you know, this is amazing, and this is. This is what I've been working towards, and this is what I'm going to continue working on. But even still now, I'm like, I can do better. I know every picture I look at of me of, from a job or from a test shoot, I'm still like, I can do better. So I'm always, that's always like in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, what can well, I do Well, and we're always time? our own like worst critics, right? I mean, yeah. of ourselves, of course. You see something and you're like, oh, no. And people are like, it's so amazing. You're yes. like, no, 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 no. But, yes. you know, we have this idea of what we look like in our minds. And mm-hmm. so, you know, our job as an agent or your job as a model is you scrutinize yourself. I mean, you do. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, good or bad, um, I think the drive that you have to continue to get better and to be better is something that will keep you thriving in our industry. Because it wasn't yeah. like, okay, I did that, and now I'm, I'm, I've, I've. I'm oh done. no, for sure. When I when I was talking to Corey about it, um, you know what to do before the shoot. You know, make sure I'm on my best behavior because sometimes I can just get a little weird, and it's fine. Whatever, but. Um, he was like, yes, this is great. And I was on the same page with him. Yes, this is great. But we need to make sure that they're a consistent client. That's what we're, that's what we're going for. Yes, it's a great one time thing, but if you're in the door, you're in the door. And I've had a couple castings here and there, um, after the campaign and, um, 
the casting director's name, I think she's the creative director as well. Uh, she, her name is Paris. I always see her and I'm like, hey, how are you? And she's like, oh, you shot, you know, the, the, the Ralph Lauren, the Polar Ralph Lauren campaign. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, it's good to see you. Yada, yada. But it's always, you know, I'm always, every time I go in there, I'm just like keeping calm. I don't say anything about the campaign. I'm just like, hi, it's good to see you. And I'm just hoping, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, hope for this again. And, and like, please God, get my yeah, foot in the door. Yes, One doesn't exactly. matter. One and doesn't mean anything. That's a very, very good point to bring up because I think that every model can get booked once. You can, every mm-hmm. single model can get booked with a client once. The mm-hmm. minute that you start getting them as a repeat client, then you know you're successful, right? Because yeah. we can, every, you can get on every single job and they're like, we're going to give her a try and see how she does or see how she sells or whatever. The minute mm-hmm. you get that second request, it's like, okay, she's selling for us. Yeah. She's working for our product. Our clients are responding to her. She's it. And that, that is truly success. Really mm-hmm. having a docket of like repeat clients, and you yeah. obviously do so far, and that's been that success because you want to be able to have consistent income. That's the biggest problem with models. It's not consistent. It's here. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's up. It's down. And if you can have some consistency with repeat and regular clients, it's like okay, now now I'm I'm stable and actually a working model, yep. not just like flying mm-hmm. by the seat of your pants, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something I'm actually struggling with right now is in June, kicked off right after COVID. Things were opening back up. The city was opening. People wanted to shoot more. And I was busy, 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 busy. And now it's been a couple weeks and I took time to go back home to see my family, get a little bit more humbled. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely made a mistake. I was kind of riding the wave of enjoyment and excitement. And, you know, I was like kind of being a not, I don't want to say a priss, but I was like on my high horse a little bit. And now that I'm back from Arizona and humbled, I am seeing life in a new color. And I'm like, okay, it's time to re-humble myself. You're, you ain't shit. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you can do better and work for it. Work for it. And now I'm working for it and I'm trying to regroup myself and going to get, you know, lunch with Corey tomorrow and talk to him about my modeling world. But, you know. So when you were on your high horse, were you just thinking like, oh, I'm back and I'm, you know, I'm invincible and I'm going to be making the money and here we go. And COVID ain't Kind of. (laughs) Um, no, it was more like I've worked for these clients before. Now that I've worked for these clients, why can't, you know, why can't I work for these clients again? You know, I don't want to work for this client. This client isn't up to my, my, you know, standards. It's not up to my, my bar. And I, my mom was like, who the hell do you think? You are. Ooh, mama coming. <laughs> I like it. And, and I was like, mom, what do you mean? Like, I'm like having a conversation with her and she's like, and I even talked with another friend and but they both said the same thing. Like you get work to pay your bills. You get work so you can turn on a light or feed your food, put food in your mouth or pay for your dog's food or take a shower. This is what you, this is what you work for. You doesn't matter what, what kind of job it is. I get it. If it was like some extreme job that was just un, like completely ridiculous out of my ballpark, I would get that. But, you know, I said no and I completely regret it because I don't know who the hell I thought I was in my mom's word, in my mom's words, I, you know, need to take every single opportunity that comes to me. And I think other models should, should do the same thing. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you live. If you get an opportunity, take it and don't be afraid to take it. Don't think it's going to ruin your career. You don't have to post about it. No one's going to know about it if you don't mm-hmm. post about it. And someone else may see you somewhere else. But that doesn't even make sense. Well, yeah. And it's true <laughs> because the makeup artist, the photographer, mm-hmm. the wardrobe stylist, they could be working on another job. And they were like, hey, exactly. I worked with this girl yesterday. And she'd be actually perfect for the job next week. You guys mm-hmm. should look her up. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's so many people think our industry is this like huge like you know conglomerate. And it's it, it's a very, very small world very small industry and Mm -hmm. people talk and a lot of people you know do a lot of different jobs in this industry so they Mm -hmm. they may be you know like you said today they're they're the assistant you know steaming the clothes and 
by next year, they're the one in charge. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that is a misconception in modeling. A lot of my friends that I met in my building were, you know, like, oh, so you, you know, work for Calvin Klein and you've been in Vogue and, you know, you've done, oh my God, are you in Cosmopolitan and 17 magazines? Oh my God, that's so, I'm like, no, that's not what modeling is. You know, when you go online shopping on a website and you want to see if, you know, this guy looks good in the clothes because he kind of looks like you, that's my job. Or when you go and buy makeup and you want to know what the makeup looks like on this girl's skin, that's what I do. I'm like, modeling is literally, it could literally be anything. Someone could be selling a tree and they want to see how tall the tree is and they need a person to stand next to it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, absolutely. Your yeah, that's your job today. <laughs> Yippee! You know, and it's like people think it's just glamorous all the time. It's not glamorous. No. Mostly. And there's many parts of it to, you know, as a point where when you're starting to evolve in your career, where you're hoping that the relationship that you have with the people that are helping to manage you, your agents, your managers, all those people have your best interest at heart. And sometimes it's about the money. Sometimes it's about the branding. Sometimes it's like this girl hasn't worked in a couple of weeks and she should probably take this job because she needs to pay her bills. Um, Mm -hmm. All of those things, you know? And so I think it's important that, you know, all opportunities, hopefully when they're presented to you are presented to you because you know, hopefully your agent is thinking like, this is a good, this is a good move for her. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I have been in situations where I was like, okay guys, um, can I see my statement? Cause I am needing to pay rent. <laughs> any jobs coming up? Any castings coming up? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, can we work on it? Yeah. How do we get there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So what is, um, so let's just say, what do you think you've been modeling now? Four years? Oh, almost four. uh, Oh, four years. Probably right around now. Yeah, four years now. Yeah. Ish. Oh my God. I know. And it seems (gasps) to me like it's been like you were meant to do it, to be honest. Like it was, you were made to do this. Um, Yeah. But what is... What is your biggest advice to people who are trying to get into the industry or trying to even get to the point of being a working model in New York? Um, Sorry, I was busy dropping my ring for the third time. Can you repeat that question? (laughs) Um, Sorry. No, no, you're good. So what... um, what would be your biggest um, advice or inspiration to models who are trying to... Trying to get to the level that you are, let's just say, being a working, full-time working model living in a major city. So we'll say New York, but a major market, right? What, with all the things that you've learned along the way, if they were listening today and they were like, oh, I'm in Arizona or I'm in Columbus, Ohio or wherever they are. And they're like, I dream of one day being on the boat with the polo name stamped on me. (laughs) Uh, I would say... First and foremost, don't hang out with promoters. Don't do it. If you want to go out to the club, go with your girlfriends. Um, that's the first Very piece good. of advice. Um, the second piece of advice would just be um, work out for your mind. Don't work out for your body. Uh, that was something that I learned along the way from my fitness journey back in LA was, um, I was really, really overworking myself just to get my body somewhere that I wanted to be, that I was destroying my mind. And now being in New York, I work out really just to clear my head. If I'm stressed out, if I'm sad, if I'm lonely, if I, you know, need a break from reality for a second, I just go for a run and I do it for myself and it feels amazing. Don't get caught up in the beauty standards um, or the, you know, body type image that people want you to look like. If you are happy with yourself, a client or an agent will be there. There's always somebody who is, you know, going to like you. Yeah. And if, if someone doesn't like you right now, give it time and try again later. Don't ever give up. You know, follow your dreams. If you want to freaking be in vogue, try Try your best. Do what you have to do. Meet the right people. Make connections with um, different 
groups of people because you never, ever, ever know who knows who or who does what. So yeah, I think my biggest thing would be don't ever give up on what you believe in or what your dreams are because I haven't ever given up and I ended up in New York. And here you are. What's the yeah. big what's the big goal for, for Aubrey Williams? What's the like the highest achievement accolade that's like dangling in front of you right now as far as in our industry? Okay. Um I want to answer this question. There is no highest goal. I want to literally do everything. But my goal right now. Oh, someone's vacuuming in the background. <laughs> That's okay. It's my biggest life, right? Yes. My biggest goal right now would just be, um, I mean, me and Corey and New York Models are working on getting me in with SI. And it's taking time taking a lot of time actually because over the summer we were supposed to shoot a promo and obviously I'm not ready for that right now if it if if we would have gotten it done it would have been the right time unfortunately the day that we did it couldn't find any parking it was in East Hamptons and people were just rude no parking $300 for a season pass we're like what the heck so I'm just waiting it out and right now I'm just trying to build my clients as much as possible and I don't even care if it's not Polo Ralph Lauren I don't care if it's not designers I just want to consistently make money with great clients and be happy overall. That's really all I care about. That's my goal is just to maintain happiness and book consistent clients because the rest will come. Yes, it will, girl. Well, mm-hmm. we are so proud of you and what a journey it has been over these four four years. Like I told you, I saw the the uh, campaign pop up in my in my feed and I thought, oh no, and I literally was like, I started like all crying and my husband's like, Shree, what's going on? And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at Aubrey. There she is. She did it, you know? And it was oh like, you see those things, especially coming from my end of knowing, knowing your struggles and knowing mm-hmm. the highs and lows of the industry and knowing that um, it doesn't happen for everybody, but it's definitely, uh, stars are aligning for you and, you know, um, you deserve it because you're fantastic. And I also, can I say one more thing? Mm -hmm. Many, many, many supermodels in our day and age within the past 10 years made their fame in their late 20s. Sure. So if you're 21 and you're like, oh my God, I've never done this before. Give it eight years. (laughs) Give it eight years. (laughs) Just wait, honey. It'll happen for you eventually. Literally, I just, love just, it. Just it's, chill. No, but it's good. And you're you're right. You got a later start. But let me say, you've you've hit the ground running, and uh, and it's all lined up how it's supposed to. So mm-hmm. thank you yeah. for joining me. It was very thank fun you for chatting having me and catching up. And um, make sure everybody follows um, our dear friend Aubrey Williams to see what she's up to and what she continues to be up to in the coming future. Yes, many more things to come. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having me.